my name is Michael Bosey. Welcome to episode, what, 94 of this podcast, Marketing Without the Marketing, where I try to teach you everything that I know about content marketing. And, you know, I'm in the middle of this series about sort of uh, running a 21st century business, sort of how we can do business, but still be nice to one another, right? I spent a bunch of time on this in the, uh, in the last episode, last week, and, you know, that it doesn't have to be this sort of cutthroat dog-eat-dog affair, that business instead can be this enriching, positive experience for both us as business owners and for our customers. Now, I'm in year four of my business, and I've learned some counterintuitive lessons after hundreds, if not thousands, of mistakes. But today's lesson that I'd like to share with you is more of a gut check than counterintuitive. And the reason that I thought I'd devote an, an entire episode to it is that it's a gut check that I go back to it again and again, just to make sure, right? Just to hold myself accountable. And this lesson is that, that as small business owners, we are here to serve. What we do is serve. We exist to serve. Now, if you don't serve you don't have a business, right? No one pays you just to be you and do what you do. Well, at least it not, not at first, right? And not in most jobs. I mean, unless your name is Kardashian, <laughs> you don't get to do that, right? Just be famous because you're famous. Or Paris Hilton or any of the other awful celebrities whose, whose fame is kind of like a, like a snake eating its own tail. Forget fame and fortune, even in content marketing where you're, you know, you're building an audience around you and your personal brand, even in those cases, forget about that. Serve instead. Now, I learned this as a small business owner myself from doing content marketing where, I mean, think about what that means, right? Where you give your expertise generously for free in the hopes that some small percentage of people will sort of come down the funnel They'll know you, like you, trust you, and then at some point they become your actual customers. And this process works. I've seen it firsthand, not only in my own content strategy, but in my clients' content strategy too. And in, you know, look, tons of other people out there who I observe and learn from. I mean, it works. Content strategy is service. It serves the customer first and foremost but it also serves the business too by making content into a reusable business asset. It makes you a lot more efficient and a lot more effective if you do it right. Sounds great, right? But here's the thing, for businesses who are new to this, the hard part is starting. And like anything, you know, starting from zero is immensely difficult. For me, I started my business in January, 2014. On January 1st, sat down at my desk that morning, nothing in front of me, but one big question, how am I going to get somebody to pay me, right? And I was committed to doing this not through traditional employment, but in creating my own service business. And this is in no way unique. Hundreds, if not thousands of people face this challenge for the first time every day. But when it was my turn on day one, it was terrifying, <laughs> And looking back, you know, the answer came pretty naturally to me because, you know, I'm not sure that I was aware of it at the time, but what I did was I just leaned into my strength, which was writing. But even though it was a strength, you know, success or progress, this, it didn't come immediately. Even though I started blogging and whatever, it took me, what, nearly 
200 blog posts before I started to get any significant attention whatsoever. But here's the thing, that interaction with my audience in serving them with this sort of, you know, this mentality, this was incredibly valuable to me. And the biggest thing that I learned was that my audience, well, they weren't exactly who I thought they were. This was a huge surprise to me. You know, when I started my business, it was natural for me to assume that because I was in publishing for 17 years, that nonfiction authors would be my primary customer. That didn't really turn out to be the case. I mean, long story short, it turns out that you, you and my audience, small business owners, are actually my primary customer. Now, some of you have written a book or, you know, have a book in you that you want to write. Uh, but you might see that book as a part of your business, not as your primary source of revenue. So in other words, nonfiction authors, yes, they're still a part of my audience. You know, many of you who are listening are travel writers, educators, mommy bloggers. I mean, I love what you guys do. You're using writing to share your experiences, teach your own audiences. So cool. But my paying clients are all small business owners, some of whom have written a book or want to write a book. And as a side note, this has changed a little bit. Lately, people are coming to me because they want to construct online courses instead of a book. This is a big shift too, where I thought I'd serve authors and now you know, people are thinking of different ways uh, to deliver their expertise other than a book. And you know, because an online course is a great way to educate your customers, and I talked to a bunch about this uh, in a prior series, and I'll leave a link in the show notes about how content marketing is about educating your customers. You know, these online courses, they're, they're great, right? You can use them for customer acquisition, customer onboarding, or just as a product to sell instead of a book. Really, really great uh, uh, strategy. Now, what's cool about my audience is that they came to me first, even before I started pitching this idea. So in other words, they kind of put two and two together before even I did, which, you know, it's a little embarrassing for me, but also it's awesome that that you thought to do that, right? So it should have been obvious to me, right? I spent the better part of 17 years creating educational products. I know every nook and cranny of content marketing from doing it myself and with my clients. So you, you put those two things together and it's kind of true. There's not too many people who can, you know, who have that experience and can do both like I can, right? And I should have figured this out myself, but it was my audience, you, who pointed me in this direction. And, you know, all I can do is say thank you. That's that's awesome. That's where content marketing is is working really, really well, right? I, I try to help you guys with, uh, uh, with lessons in this podcast that you can learn from my experience. And you, I get a lot out of you, too. It's just, it's a great relationship when, when that happens. All right, so back to the the writing part, right? So after 200 blog posts um, and realizing that my audience had changed, um, you know, I changed my strategy a little bit. And you're listening to this shift in strategy right now. It's this podcast. I shifted formats from blog to podcast because, well, it's kind of two things, right? I thought that one, it, a podcast, you know, this format is better in a way for busy small business owners, right? Uh, it's more easy to consume uh, when you're on the go or you're commuting or you're on the treadmill or whatever. You, you can you can be sort of multitasking. I think that's a great thing. And then two, the thing that's really probably my favorite thing about the format is I really like the intimacy of the podcast format, right? It feels 
more personal and emotional. Uh, you know, I can show my excitement, you know, when I get excited about something or whatever. Like, I just feel like it's a really great way that I can serve you and my audience. And, you know, after what I said, this is episode 94. Here we are, you and I together. <laughs> and I always hope that I'm useful to you in the things that I share. But I have to say, again, you're just as useful to me. I get encouragement from you, feedback from you, even new ideas from you. I've made changes to the podcast itself and even to my website as well because of the suggestions that I get from you and my audience. You've given me new topics to cover. Uh, when you ask questions about things, uh, it gives me new ideas there. And you've called me out on things and have changed my mind on things where, you know, I was either mistaken or whatever, just needed some more thought. You, you guys did that for me. So in other words, I've learned a lot from you. This, this relationship goes both ways, which is so cool. And here's the thing. In, in trying to be sort of self-critical about this or self-aware about this, right? I don't think I get that from you if I didn't start by serving you first. I mean, I'm just another guy with a podcast, a blog, a Twitter feed, whatever. Why pay attention to me, right? Why do we pay attention to anyone? Because they've done something valuable first. That's content marketing. When you serve, you earn the right to serve again. That's a gift. When you do this over and over again, even if you're serving in small ways, which you do, you know, in, in your blog or podcast or videos or whatever, you earn trust, you earn rapport, you earn feedback. And you do it for long enough. And if you do it the right way, the nuances matter. I always say that, right? You may even earn someone's monetary support, the privilege of getting paid. And when it comes time to ask, your best customers will come through for you. And here's what I mean. When you have an audience and you've served them well, they will help you in return if you ask. And obviously, you can't ask too often and you can't ask too much. But let me give you an example. Over the past few months, I've been considering sort of the pros and cons of running ads on the show, right? Doing sponsorships. And at a certain point, every podcaster has to consider this, right? The show gets popular enough to where it's worth at least considering trying to earn some money via sponsorships. And there's a lot of pros and cons to this. But here's the thing, when you've got an audience, when I have you, why make that decision alone, right? After all, I look at this as your show. Yes, I write it, produce it, host it, but it's for you. So a few weeks ago, I asked you what you thought, and I got a bunch of responses uh, in a variety of formats. Uh, I heard from you in the comments section, Twitter, I even got a voicemail Uh as well, which is awesome. Really uh, very thoughtful responses that really helped me uh, sort of arbitrate the issue or, or you know, come to a, a better decision. And in general, people were in favor of it with some really good ideas about managing the nuances. And I thought, wow, there it is. You serving me in return, which is amazing, isn't it? I mean, when you think about it, you don't owe me that, but you did it anyway. And I'm I just think that's awesome. And the product of content marketing when you're doing it in this way that, that I try to teach. Now, when you break this down, it's kind of psychology 101, right? The concept that when you do someone a favor, it sort of sparks the urge to reciprocate, right? The favor has to be genuine, as I say all the time, without any expectation of a return. But that favor sets up a little vacuum that the recipient wants to fill, 
And this dynamic is really at the core of content marketing. This is, I mean, this used to be, it used to be insanely difficult in the analog world, right? This was, I mean, there was no way to make that sustainable to just do little favors for people one-to-one. That was going to be really hard to do. And what we saw was that behavior was reserved for really close friends, family only, and maybe your favorite colleagues. And yes, maybe your very best customers, like, yes, that could happen. But now with the internet, you can do these favors at scale, right? You can set up the four pillars of your platform, web, blog, social, email, and then set out to serve. You share your expertise, your experience, and you set out to help someone. And you can do this, right? Anyone can do this. And of course, as you've heard me say over and over again, you need a strategy, right? Just producing content, even as valuable as it is, right? Just shouting into the void is what you're going to get. Uh, you know, if you don't have this wrapped in a good strategy, the starting posture when you show up <laughs> to the internet is who cares? That's that's what you're met with, right? Like you you produce something and someone says, who cares? And it's up to you to show them why they should care, right? And that's where the strategy comes in. That's where content strategy makes a difference. Content marketing is one facet of content strategy. But you need to have all your content working together, you know, starting from a sound plan up front based on the goals of your business. And this right here is the whole purpose of this podcast, right? To teach you all these different facets of a good sound content strategy, not just content marketing, but wrapping it in an entire content strategy. And the cool thing is that running a content strategy, this is what's taught me a bunch of things in return. I put a lot of effort into that for myself, for my clients. And it's taught me these things in return, right? That running my business this way, where I give away my expertise for free in the form of this podcast, blog, and other ways too, it's taught me an important lesson that generosity works. If you show up regularly and your intent is to serve, it works. And this is an incredible lesson and even though, you know, maybe this isn't counterintuitive or whatever, I just thought this is, is worth the gut check and why I wanted to share it with you, not just today, but, you know, in this entire series. So I hope that it serves as such, and I'll stop here. But look, keep the comments coming, keep the feedback coming. You know, am I living up to this? Are you living up to this? What am I doing well? What am I not doing well? And if you're being really self-aware, what are you doing well? What are you not doing well, right? And I'd love to hear your feedback on me or, you know, I would give you my feedback conversely. I trust your opinion about what I'm doing because, look, for everything I've talked about today in this episode, you give back to me as well. And I really appreciate you. I say that all the time, but I mean it sincerely. So thank you, and I'll see you on the next episode next week.